AviationPros.com is the portal website for AMT, airport business, and ground support worldwide magazines. Visit daily for breaking news, industry blogs, and insightful articles from our magazine's editorial team. And don't forget to sign up for our publication's daily e-newsletters. It's all at AviationPros.com. Welcome to the Aviation Pros Podcast. I'm Christina Marsh, Editor of Airport Business. The Southwest Florida International Airport has been making significant advances to meet the growing demand of air travel. In 2022, the airport completed the building of a new air traffic control tower and is currently undergoing a terminal expansion initiative set to transform the airport's passenger experience. Joining us today to talk about these projects is Lee County Port Authority and Southwest Florida International Airport Deputy Executive Director for Development, Emily Underhill. All right, first and foremost, Emily, welcome. Welcome to the show and thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me, Christina. So the Southwest Florida International Airport completed an air traffic control tower project in 2022. Can you give folks a little bit of background information on why this project was necessary? Uh, yes, I can. Um, the approved airport layout plan that identified the future need for a second parallel runway, um, which would be runway six right 24 left to the south of the terminal complex. And uh, that planned parallel runway would have obstructed lines of sight from the existing tower and therefore a new tower at a more central midfield site located between the two runways was was justified to support existing and future air traffic operations. And in addition, the old tower TRACOM facility didn't meet current fire codes or hurricane codes and lacked space to adequately serve the airspace needs of RSW, um, which is the second busiest single runway airport behind San Diego. So I understand that y'all had quite the challenge during this project, and that was Hurricane Ian coming through Florida and leaving behind some destruction. What challenges did the hurricane present to the project and how did the airport overcome these challenges? Okay, Um, yeah, Hurricane Ian uh, hit us in September 28th of last year and it was, you know, a cat four hurricane that made landfall uh, here in Fort Myers with 150 miles per hour winds. And, um, you know, there was a lot of destruction to the area um, here at the airport. Uh, we were closed for uh, closed to commercial traffic for about six days and the airport was fully closed for two days acting as a um, focal point for airport operations uh, air search and rescue missions by many state and uh, federal agencies and um, so the storm did cause interruptions and some damage to our project construction um, including, you know, FA had to demobilize, demobilize and remobilize the site. Um, fortunately, the damages to our project weren't that extensive. Um, we had some losses to cameras and um, exterior lights, rooftop safety hatches, um, loss of power and loss of landscaping. Um, and obviously the needs, need for lots of power washing uh, because, um, you know, a lot of things needed to be cleaned. Do you have any advice um, for other airports who are in the path of a natural disaster or um, in the middle of a construction project and faced with a natural disaster? 
Are there ways to prepare ahead of time? Um, I know you said that you were closed to commercial traffic for about six days, and um, that's tough having to close down airport operations. How did you get through that? Well, I think, um, you know, as, as far as giving advice to other airports, you know, particularly those that are in an area prone to natural disasters, you need to make sure that, you know, your contractors have emergency disaster plans in place um, at the start of the project. You know, you can't develop those things the day before a storm comes. Um, and, um, you know, those plans should address emergency contact information, um, safe places for storage of um, construction equipment and, and those types of things that are under construction. Um, you know, you have to make sure that um, there's an evacuation plan for non-essential staff during the storm, and then making sure that you know who will be available once the storm or disaster has cleared to help in the recovery. Um, you know, one thing we've learned is you definitely have to be patient and considerate and, and be understanding of folks that are tending to their own homes or loved ones uh, during a natural uh, disaster. And, and those folks may need assistance after the storm. And um, so you wanna make sure you have the right staffing lined up in the event that you need alternate folks to step in because other people are attending to their own emergency. Um, you know, you wanna make sure um, as far as preparation ahead of time that, you, you know, um, your teams understand the potential devastation of a, of a natural disaster. Um, you know, a lot of folks were tri tricked into the, well, you know, the weatherman says we're, we're getting 12 to 14 feet um, of water above normal stations, but it's never happened here. So there was complacency. Um, and so we did have a lot of airport employees who had their homes destroyed um, during the storm. Um, Another thing you need, um, you know, well in advance of storm, you want to make sure you have a network of vendors or other airports that you can call upon for assistance if needed um, as a result of the natural disaster. And make sure that your organization has the necessary expedited emergency procurement practices in place that allow you to purchase goods and services in an emergency manner that may not follow the normal uh, procurement paths. So th those are some of the things. So the tower project. Um so you guys were able to build in a more central midfield site uh, between the two runways, and that kind of helped with the obstructed lines of sight. Uh, what other benefits came from that rehabilitation project, and what are some of the key features of the new tower? Well, you know, when we initiated the project, um, you know, from the very big beginning, we, we definitely made it clear that we did not want to construct a, you know, quote, plain Jane facility. Rather, we wanted something more contemporary, um, you know, not just a square box with a with a tower next to it. And so we incorporated a lot of unique design features. Um, you know, from the exterior, we have a glass elevator um, that goes up the, you know, the entire height of the tower that, you know, provides a stunning view of the terminal and the airfield on the ride up uh, from the ground level to, to the junction level. Um, we have some unique architectural fins that, that kind of showcase the tall um, slender shape of the tower and adds interest to the building shaft. We also have a curved roof wing design element. Um, we even up, installed uplighting that has programmed um, different light shows to celebrate special occasions. And um, there was a, an exterior catwalk um, 
on the upper level that provides a 360 degree walkway with in incredible outdoor views for, for the occupants. And then on the inside, you know, the, the interior has a unique lobby that's very inviting and displays logos of both the Port Authority and the FAA. And um, the, the area provides kind of almost like a ticketing hall effect with high windows that, that have a lot of natural light. And um, at the uh, at about 185 foot mark, we, we have a, a break room that is located and closed in a 360 degree ring of glass windows that, that offer a spectacular view of the area again for the occupants. Um, so those, those are some of the unique uh, features of, of the tower. Awesome. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of great features. So, Emily, I understand that the airport also began a terminal expansion project in 2021 that is currently under development. Can you tell us about that project so far? Sure. Um, so the scope of the project um, includes um, constructing a, a connector between the three existing uh, concourses. And that will be, you know, a walkway that's post security. So you'll be able to walk to and from all three concourses, B, C, and D. Um, we also are consolidating the TSA security checkpoints. Uh, right now, they're currently uh, located at the throat of each of the three concourses. That those will be relocated to a central location, um, which will again provide flexibility for folks to to walk between all three concourses once once they pass um, security. And um, we will be providing additional public seating and hold room areas. Um, lots of new um, concession areas, uh, food retail um, concession areas. Um, we are adding new TSA lease administration space, um, new advertising displays. Uh, the project also uh, has uh, non-public airport administration spaces as well as a business lounge. Um, and uh, the project also includes although not attached to the terminal building, but part of this project is a 16,500 square foot uh, remote loading dock facility where we'll be, it'll be operated by a, a consolidated remote um, distribution center and uh, all the goods will be processed through there uh, that come and go from the terminal. And the total area of construction of the terminal project uh, is about 303,000 plus square feet. So what phase are you currently in for this project? Well, right now um, we just hit the two year mark, um, which is um, two thirds of the way. It's a three year project. Um, you know, right now the project has a lot of challenges as far as it re relates to implementing complex phasing due to its proximity to the public at security checkpoint lo locations and extensive work footprint within airside operational areas. So this has presented many challenges as we are um, a very seasonal peaking airport that needs every inch of real estate we have, particularly during our peak seasons. Um, so within weeks, we are approaching our peak season that will last through uh, next April. So we are currently two gates down due to the project as well as other impacted areas. And in the near future, we'll be closing our entire checkpoint to our sea concourse and creating a temporary sea checkpoint in an alternate location to allow us to work on the remodeled and expanded footprint. And so all this work creates a challenge to us as to how we don't impact our customer experience that is normally so highly uh, um, rated. So 
when can folks expect to see the new terminal expansion? Um, the current contract, as I said, is for three years, which takes us to the end of uh, 2024. Unfortunately, we have experienced some delays with the construction, which may push us out, push us out a bit into 2025. But visitors to our airport can expect to see improvements, you know, that will have a consistent architectural look with the existing facility um, with more updated food and retail concessions, restroom facilities, and many other new modern amenities. Um, as I said, the airside areas will be connected so that someone can connect between any of our concourses once they pass through security. Okay. Are there any aspects of the terminal expansion that you are particularly excited for visitors to see? Well, I think just the expansiveness of the uh, area, as soon as you leave security, it's going to have a big open hall effect, you know, where there'll be lots of choices for new concessionaire, um, you know, places of business, and it'll be very uh, inviting and um, relaxing <laughs> for our passengers to, you know, spend time in those areas. Uh, before they head to their gates. And um, it's just going to be a great, great experience. Wonderful. Well, Emily, I'm looking forward to seeing the new terminal expansion. And thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. My pleasure. Thank you so much for uh, letting me speak about this exciting project that we have underway. Thanks again for listening to today's podcast. Be on the lookout for an article detailing the projects at Southwest Florida International Airport in the upcoming Airport Business November-December issue. Stay up to date on industry news, current issues, and information specifically for airports, airport operations, FBOs, and airport-based business by subscribing to Airport Business Daily Newsletter. And as always, please continue to visit aviationpros.com.